Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf uh, Yud Aleph, Daf Eleven of Masechta Yoma. Uh, the Daf continues discussing mezuzahs. Uh, we're going to see some interesting uh, Gemara at the beginning about mezuzahs at the entrances to cities. Then we get to a machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Kahana about how to treat different storage areas vis-a-vis sukkah. And we come back to a Gemara that we saw in Dafyud Aleph of Masech the Erevin about like a, a like an archway. Do you have to put up a mezuzah in an archway? Machlokas the and Reb Meir over there. And then at the end, some other interesting um, um, uh, scenarios like synagogues, things like that. So let us get started. And Dafyud Aleph of Masech the Yoma. Um, where are we? Tanur So we are. About five, six lines into Daf Yud Aleph, Tanur Rabbanu, the Rabbis taught Bisharecha. Right, the Pasuk says Uchsavta Mezuzos Pesecha Bisharecha that you write the mezuzahs on the uh, doorposts of your house and your gateways. Echad Shari Batim, whether it's the gate of your house, Echad Shari Chatseris, whether it's the gate of your courtyard, Echad Shari Medinos, whether it is the gate of your states, Echad Shari Ayaros, whether it's the gate of your cities. Yeshboen mitzvah lamakom, there is a mitzvah to place a mezuzah on these gates. Mishum Shinemar, the Pasuk says, Uchsavtum amezuzos pesecho visharecho, that you will write them on the mezuzahs of your homes and your gates. Okay. Amalei Abayi, the Rav Safra, says Abayi to Rav Safra. Hane avule di mechozo, my time, lo abdulu rabbanon mezuzah. Interesting. Rav Safra, uh, Abayi asks Rav Safra, how come the gates of the city of Mechoza, which is where Rava was, was the Rav, so, how come the gates of Mechoza do not have mezuzah? And Rashi points out that Yisrael, that the majority of people of, of the dwellers of Mechoza were Yidin. For some reason, I didn't look it up, but for some reason in my mind, we had a Gemara in Erevin that would imply otherwise, but um, uh, I'd have to look it up. But anyways, apparently, the, um, the, the um, Mechoza was a place that was majority of Yidin, so Abai wanted to know, how come the gates of Mechoza do not have a mezuzah. Omerle, so if Safra responds to Abaye, Hanu chizik le'akudichove hu da'avide, says Rav Safra, well, though that that gate, those gates, they're really just uh, supporting beams for the kube building that is above them. So they're not like really like a gate. They're really just kind of like supports for the building that's above them. Abai says, yeah, but so what? The people who live in this building, shouldn't they need a mezuzah for these gateways because they're using it like to get into their building? Because in this, this kubi building, it uh, lives the warden of the jail. Because the warden of the jail lives there, so shouldn't we need to put up a mezuzah on these gates to Mechoza, which are also the support for this building that this jailer lives in? As we learn in the Bible, if you have a synagogue, that there is an uh, apartment in the synagogue, and the beetle of the synagogue lives in the apartment, you have to put up a mezuzah. So, just like, so if you have a space that, that maybe wouldn't require a mezuzah, but there is some, but it's used for living space. So you'd put up a mezuzah. So shouldn't the gates to Mechoza require a mezuzah? Elomar Abai, rather Abai says, let me jump in here. I think the reason why Mechoza doesn't have a mezuzah is Mishum Sakona. 
because of a danger. And as Rashi points out, that the king shouldn't say, you're doing magic on the gates to my city. What is this mezuzah? What is this strange, interesting, esoteric scroll that you're putting up on the gates of my city? Get rid of this magic. And it can create sort of an uncomfortable, dangerous situation. So that is why we don't uh, put up a mezuzah on the gate of Mechoza because we don't want to publicly be displaying our maybe less understandable traditions. Very interesting. But it seems like the, the, the concern is really out of sakana, not out of fear. I mean, no, meaning the, the, right, right, the, the issue is out of fear. Meaning, I don't know, I like, I like reading this, I'm thinking like, what about Erevin? You know, right, right? We come to town and also we want to put like fish line around the whole town. Shouldn't this be similar to like, to like you know, the, the concern for not putting up a mezuzah, even though really you should have a mezuzah on the gate of the city, but don't put up a mezuzah because we don't want to sort of like draw attention to our strange kind of practices. So what about the fact that we go into all these cities and we put up like these strange kind of like fish line around the city? But I mean, it could be that the point is that it's about sakana. It's not a meaning, meaning it could be dangerous if the king is going to kill you because out of concern of like, what are you doing? But uh, I, I assume that in many places that's probably less of an issue. We learn in the Bible, mezuzah siyachin v'dekas pamayim b'shavua that the mezuzah of an individual is um, is checked once a week v'shorabim pamayim b'yovel. Whereas um, if it's a public mezuzah, so then you check it. Did I say week? Sorry, one second. A, a an individual's mezuzah you check once once a week, but meaning a shavua in this context is is seven years. Um, meaning a, a yovel is 50, a 50 year cycle. So a yovel is made up of seven weeks, kilu, seven, seven year groups. And then yovel is, is the 50th year. Well, it's takamachlokas, I think. Anyways, um, so, so, so an individual's mezuzah, you check twice every seven years. I assume that many people probably do it even less frequently than that. But anyways. Um, and if it's like a, a communal mezuzah, so then you check it um, twice every 50 years. Alright. There was a story with a certain Artovin. Okay, it's unclear what exactly an Artovin is, but a certain person who was checking mezuzahs in the upper market of Tsipori. And a certain like official found him and, and, and exploited him, extorted from him a thousand zuz. So we see that there was like uh, this dangerous situation. You know, you had this guy who was publicly checking mezuzahs and then and then kind of came to this nudnik, took a thousand zuz from him. The last time I remember reading about the, the upper market of Tsipori was actually a discussion of Abelazib ben Pidas that he was so engrossed in his learning that he would be in the lower market of Tsipori and you would find this scarf in the upper market of Tsipori. And one time somebody looked at the scarf and there was a snake in there, a serpent. But one second, doesn't Rabbi say that people who are messengers doing a mitzvah, they don't get damaged, they don't get, you know, in, in trouble? So how could it be that this guy was checking mezuzahs and somebody extorted him for a thousand zuz? The Kviya Azeka Shani, it's different if you're in a place where it's a dangerous place. And I guess the Shuk Ha'elyon Shatsipori was, I guess, fits that bill as being a dangerous place. Okay, fine. We saw this Gemara at the beginning of Mesech Tepsachim. Tichsivs, the Pazuk says, Vayomer Shmuel, Shmuel says to God, Ech Elech, how can I go to anoint David Amelech, Vishamashov Aragani, that if Shaul finds out, he's going to kill me. 
God says to, to Shmuel, well, take, uh, take uh, a calf with you. And, you know, if, if you need to, just say, I came to, um, I came to, to offer a sacrifice to God. So we see that even though Shmuel was going to do the will of God, he was still concerned that he can get in trouble because Lemaise, if Shaul was going to kill him, Shaul was going to kill him. It's still a dangerous situation. Just because you're on a mission of God doesn't necessarily mean that um, there's not going to be any concern of, of, of danger if there is, in fact, danger present. Okay. Now we get to Machlokas between Rav Kahana and Rav, and Rav Yehuda regarding different spaces that may or may not be chayv mezuzah. Here we go. Tani Rav Kahana coming to Rav Yehuda. Rav Kahana taught in front of Rav Yehuda. Beisatevenu veisabakaru veisaetzum veisautzarus. So a place where you store grain, uh, uh, straw, a place where you store uh, calves, and a place where you store uh, wood, and a place where you store like wine and oil and things like that. Peturim mina mezuzah. You don't put a mezuzah there. Because the women are neosos there. Oh my neosos. What what are the women neosing over there? Rochtos. They bathe there. Okay. So because because the women bathe there, bathe there. They're not wearing clothing when they bathe. So we don't want to have a mezuzah up on that on that uh, space. Amalei Rav says Rav to Rav Kahana. Time with the rochtos. So you're saying that the reason that there's no mezuzah in these spaces is because they are because the women bathe there. But if not for that reason, these storage areas would be chayav in a mezuzah. It's just because the women bathe there. That is why we don't put a mezuzah. But we learn in a brisa, Rebbe's bakar in a mezuzah. That a a what's it called? A place where you keep cows, a cow, I don't know, like a ranch stable, uh, cow holder. A refes. We'll just call it a refes. That's like an Israeli thing, like the refet. Alright. Anyways, but we learn in a price that a refes of bakr is ptura from a mezuzah. I hope you enjoyed my translation into English there, into Hebrew. So, Rav Yehuda has a kasha on Rav Kana. Rav Kana says, look, maker adin essentially these storage spaces are chayv in mezuzah, but because the women bathe there, so we don't put up a mezuzah over there. Says Rav Yudah, that, right, that's not true. These storage spaces are inherently potter from a mezuzah. Elamai no'oso, so rather than says, what, so says Rav Yudah, what, what's this no'osos thing that the women are doing? They're miskashtos. It means that they're um, putting on, uh, adorning themselves, putting on jewelry and things. katani, and this is what it means according to Rav Yudah. That these storage spaces, even though the women kind of put on their jewelry and things over there, and you would think that that would make it considered like a living space, and it should be chive in a mezuzah, nonetheless, they are peturim. So that, so we kind of have a two, the Rav Yudah and Rav Kahana are kind of arguing about two things. One is that they're arguing about the definition of this word naosos. Is it referring to bathing or is it referring to putting on jewelry? But then really what the nafkaminas are, are what's the status of a storage area? According to Rav Kahana, look, the default status of a storage area is that it's chayv in a mezuzah. Only because the women bathe there, that's why it's potter. According to Rav Yudah, the default status of these uh, storage areas is that they're potter. And guess what? Even if the women use it to put on their jewelry, i.e. as a living space, it's still potter, these storage spaces. Amr Rav Kahana, so Rav Kahana says to Rav Yudah, says Rav Kahana to Rav Yudah what? That uh, these storage spaces where the women 
are are putting on their jewelry and it's kilu, it's a it's a living space, it's gonna be potter from a mezuzah, like you're arguing. Vyatani, we're learning about so we have his bakr ptuam and a mezuzah, this refes is uh this this cow area is pure from mezuzah. But if the women are putting on their jewelry there, then it's gonna be chayv in mezuzah. So if you know, how can you say that you know if it's if the women are putting on the jewelry, then it's still pot? We have a bris that says that they're chayv. So rather, what do you have to say? Miskashtos tanoi. That this thing about when the woman put on their jewelry or not. It's a machlokas tanoi. So the didinami stoma tanoi, and says of Kana that just like it's a machlokas tanoi about if the women put on their jewelry, does it make it now chayv mezuzah or patur mezuzah? Says of Kana, I want to say that also the default status of this of these storage areas would be a machlokas tanoi about is it chayv mezuzah or patur from mezuzah. Titania, and and here's a. That says Beisecha. The pasuk says that Uchsafim Amuzuzos Beisecha. You put on the mezuzos of your house. Beischam Yuchad Lecha. It has to be your house that's specific for you. Prad Leveisatevin or Leveisabakor to the exclusion of these storage areas, right? The the, the straw storage or where you have cows. Leveisaetzim or where you keep uh, wood. Leveisautzaros or for where you keep like wine and oil and things like that. Shabturim in Amuzuzos. So those places are Turin Viyesh Mechayven. And those who talk say that you're chayv. So Rav Kahana wants to argue, and we're going to explain this in more detail in a few minute, in a minute, that Rav Kahana wants to argue. So you see that these storage areas, the Tanakhama says, Potter, v'yeshem chayvin, to those who say that it's taka chayv. Okay, the Bryce then continues, be'emes amru, that then they said, be'esa kisei, u'be'esa burski, the bathroom and the tanning place, right, where you tan hides, the tannery, uvesa merchatz, and the, the, the bathhouse, uvesa tvila, and when you go to the mikvah, vesha noshim osos boyen, and also where the noshim osos, which is a machlokas, of course, I've got a review of the ptur mezuzah, is potter from mezuzah. So now, Ravkahana matars the time, Ravyuda matars the time. We're now going to go over this, Bryce, and explain it according to Ravkahana and according to Ravyuda. Here we go. Rav Kahana matars the time. And this is how Rav Kahana takes this b'risa and explains it according to his view, which is that the default status of these storage areas is that they are, it is a machlokas, okay? It's machlokas, whether it's chayev or potter from mezuzah. And that he also understands miskashtos, right, that everyone would agree that if these uh, women are putting on jewelry, then it would be considered a living space and it would be chayev in a mezuzah. And that neosos also means bathing. So here we go. So if Kahana Matar it's the time, Beisecha, Beischam Yuchadcha, right? We say in this Brisa that it has to be your house, a house that's specific to you, Prad Levesa Tevin, to the exclusion of where you have your straw, Levesa Bako, Levesa Eitzim, Levesa Otos, all these kinds of storage areas. Shabtur Mina Mezuzah, they're potter from Mezuzah Bistam. That the default status of these storage areas is that it's potter from Mezuzah. Vyesha Machaibim Bistam. To those who say that the default status of these areas is that it would be Chaibim Mezuzah. Okay. Now, Bemis Amu, they said, Beis Akisei, a bathroom, Beis Aborski, a tannery, Beis Amerchatz, a bathhouse, Beis Atvila, where you go to the mikvah, Beis Anoshim Neosos, and where the Noshim Neosos, Umay Neosos, what's Neosos? Says of Kahana Rochatzos, it means bathing. Pturim in Amazuzos. So even if you say that these storage areas are chayv, Amazuzos by default, if the if the women bathe there, so then it would be potter. Okay, fine. So that's how Rav Kahana wants to explain the Brisa. So we see it's Machlokas about the default status. And everyone agrees that if the women bathe there, so then even if it's Chayv and Mezuzah, it's going to be Potter from Mezuzah. Um, and, but if the women 
kind of put on jewelry there. So then even the mandam who says potter from mezuzah would say chayv mezuzah. Fine. Yachi, if that's the case, then hainu merchatz. If we say then the osos means bathing, well, the bride had already said that a beisam merchatz is potter from mezuzah. So so why would we have to say that if the women bathe there, it's going to be potter from mezuzah? So hashminan merchatz do have hashminan merchatz the yachid. No, because the chiddush is that a beisam merchatz is a public bathhouse, right? But um, um, the, where the women are bathing, I mean, it's privately in their own kind of this straw. Uh, storage place. The Sagadati Chamina, because I may have thought to say, Merchatz the Rabbim, the Nafish Zuame, that in a public bathhouse where maybe it's it's dirty, so that's why it'd be Potter from Mezuzah. Merchatz the Yachid, the Lonafish Zuame, Emily Chaibim Mezuzah. I might think that in a, in a personal bathhouse, like a, a place where a woman bathes privately in her own, you know, storage house on a property or whatever, so then I might think that it would be Chaib in Mezuzah, it's not dirty or whatever. So Kamash Malan, we say no, even there it's Potter from Mezuzah. Fine. Rav Yudah Mutar, it's a time Rav Yudah explains this b'risa according to his explanation. Hachi Katani, this is what it's saying, Beisecha, when the puzzle says you put the Mezuzah in your house, Beisecha Miuchadcha, it's your, it's your private house. Prad Levesa Tevin, to exclusion of these storage areas, Beisecha Tevin, Levesa Baku, Levesa Esim, Levesa Otsaros, all these kind of storage areas, Shabtur Minah Mezuzah, that they're going to be Potter from Mezuzah. Avobishim is Kashtos, and that's even if the women uh, put on their jewelry there, i.e. even if they use it as a living space. So says Rav Yehuda, these kind of storage areas or like where you have your animals, so then by default, they are potter from mezuzah and that's even if the women adorn themselves there. There those, however, who argue, says Rav Yehuda, that when it comes, you know, if, if the women use it for putting on their jewelry, i.e. if it's a living space, so then, if it's used also as a living space, so then there are those who say that it will be chayv and mezuzah. Avastam to be akol potter. But everyone agrees that by default, these places are potter from, <coughs> from a mezuzah. Ben Mesomu, they said, Vesa Kisei, Vesa Burski, Vesa Merchot, Vesa Tvila, right? The bathroom, the tannery, the, the bathhouse, and the mikvah, Afopisha, Noshim, Miskashos, but even if the women uh, put on their jewelry there, Peturim and Amazuzah, Mishum Denavish Zuame, it's going to be potter from mezuzah because it's, it's dirty in these places. Rabbi Yehuda, Stama, Divri Akol, Potter, but one second. Can Rav Yehuda really get away with the argument that, according to all opinions, the default status of these kind of storagey areas is that it's Potter from mezuzah? Ve'atanya, we learn about it's bishareicha that you put the mezuzah on your gates, echot shari batim, whether it's the gate of your house, vechot shari chatzeris, or of your courtyard, vechot shari medinos, vechot shari yaros, whether it's the gates of your of your states and your cities, v'refes. And also this like uh, cow area, the lulin and the chicken coop, umatbein and where you keep your straw, the otzus yayin and where you keep your wine, the otzus shemen and your oil, chayovin b'mezuzah. It's taka chayovin b'mezuzah. So we see already from here that these storage areas, there's an, at least an, one opinion that says that it's chayovin b'mezuzah. So how could Rabbi Yudah say that everyone agrees that these storage areas are part of mezuzah? Clearly there's a b'risa which is saying that you're chayovin b'mezuzah. Continues the b'risa, yochosh shani ba'af, can I, is it possible that I can even say that sort of these, um, like a base shar, like, like these different entrances to your, like chotzer, would be chayav in a mezuzah tamulomar, bias, therefore it says house, ma bias ladira, just like your house is a place that's specific for living, yotsu elushem miuchadun ladira, to the exclusion of these, like, different, like, um, your pesets, these different, like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's your uh, like, uh, uh, balcony or whatever, things like that, that th- those are going to be potter from a mezuzah because it's not specific for living in. 
Yochel Shani Marba Av Beis Akisei, Uves Aborsku, Uves Amerchaz, Uves Atvila. Is it possible that you're going to put a mezuzah in the bathroom, in the tannery, in a in in a in a bathhouse, in a mikvah? Tamlomer Bayis. It says your house. Ma Bayis also the Chavod Av Kola also the Chavod. Your house is made for your honor. Therefore, also we put a mezuzah in a place that is made for honor. Yatsu Elush Enosu in the Kavod to the extent to the exclusion of these places like a bathhouse and a bathroom that are not made for honor. Is it possible that Harabayis and the Azaris and the offices in Harabayis, would you put a mezuzah on those? It says, Your house is not holy per se. So therefore also um, um, uh, we put a mezuzah on places that aren't particularly holy. To the exclusion of the Harabayis and the Shachos and the Azaris because they are holy, therefore you wouldn't necessarily put, you wouldn't put a mezuzah there. Interesting. Tiyuvta. So it's a kasha and There's not much you can do about that. He can't really argue that everyone agrees that um, the storage uh, the storage areas are part of a mezuzah. If we see that there's a brisa that at least shows that at least one opinion says that Rukhaev in a mezuzah. Tanu Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda Kami the Rava. Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda taught in front of Rava. Shisha Shirem Turim Min Mezuzah. There are six gates that are potter from mezuzah, and now he goes and lists seven gates. Beisatevin uveisabakar, where you keep your straw, where you have your cows, uveisaetim uveisaotzaros, and where you have your wood, and where you have your uh, uh, um, like store different things like wine and oil. Ushar hamadi, as well as the median gate, which is like a, has like an arch, like an arch on the gate. Vishar she'eno mikora, as well as a gate that doesn't have a roof on top of it. It's just open straight up. You wouldn't put a mezuzah. Vishar she'eno gavoyot, as well as a gate that is not ten tefachim tall. You would not put a mezuzah on that either. Amalei pasach to b'shish of v'salak to b'shiva. Says Rava, who's being very attentive to what Rosh Mu Yehuda was saying, and he says, "Wait a second. You just told me you were going to list six things, and then you listed seven. Amalei sharamodi tanoi. So says so says Rosh Mu Yehuda. Says yes, you're right." The median gate with this arch on it is actually a machlokes tanoim. The tan is we learn in the brisa kipa, and this is a gemara that we saw in Masechta Erevin and Daf Yud Aleph. That if you have this um, sort of entrance with like a archway, Reb Meir mechayiv mezuzah of chacham potrim. Reb Meir says it's chayiv mezuzah. The chacham say it's potter from mezuzah. V'shavin shem yesh beraglea beragla asar shechayevus b'mezuzah potr. Reb Meir and the chacham agree that if there is uh, ten tefachim at the legs of it, then it is chayv and mezuzah. New, what, 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 what are we talking about just before we go on? We are talking about, imagine, I don't know, like, I don't know, a door in a wall or something. So you have a door or like some kind of opening in a door, in a, in a wall, right? So now you can walk through this. So we're saying that, um, you, you have this opening and, and it kind of like, uh, how do I even explain? Right, it's like Erevin stuff again. Again, I'm trying to like explain like walls and stuff. Like you basically have a, I don't know, what do you want me to tell you? It's a wall with like an arch. I don't know, uh, what do you want me to tell you? A wall with an arch. Uh, like an opening in a, in a wall, but it's not completely open. There's like uh, uh, a like, you know, two sides and like also a top, but the top isn't flat. It's like arched, okay? I hope that that's a decent enough explanation. <laughs> um, wow, I'm like back to Erevin. So 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 let's let's read that again, right? The Tanya is willing to buy a kippa. So if you have this entrance with an arch, so Reb Meir mechayev So Reb Meir says it's chayev a mezuzah on this on this archway. The Chacham potim the Chacham say you don't have to put a mezuzah on this archway. V'shavin, but they both agree she emyesh beragla asar shechayevs mezuzah. Both Reb Meir and the Chacham agree that if the sides of this of this entrance are ten tefachim 
So then you're going to put a mezuzah on that entrance. So I'm going to buy, right? Because it's 10 tfachim tall. And also, by the way, right, it also has to be 4 tfachim wide. Okay? So now, Amr Abayi says, Abayi, Duchuli ama gavua yud ve'en bura'aglea gimel v'lo klum hi. So it says Abayi, look, everyone agrees that if the entranceway is 10 tfachim tall, however, it already is less than 4 tfachim wide before it reaches three tfachim off the ground, v'lav klumi, you're not going to put a mezuzah on that. Everyone agrees in that case you're not going to put a mezuzah on it because, um, all right, right, because within three tfachim of the ground, it's considered like aris michta. It's considered like just like the curves of the ground. And therefore, if already within three tfachim of the ground, it's less than four tfachim wide, well, then you don't have a four tfachim width and, uh, and, um, and and there, and there's nothing to talk about. Vlav klumi inami yesh buragla gimel ben gavoa yud. Now, what if for three tfachim there are four tfachim for three tfachim tall? There's a width of four tfachim in the in this opening. However, there is no total of ten tfachim height on this opening in the wall. Well then, vlav klumi. Everyone agrees that it's not going to be chayiv in a mezuzah because it has to be at least ten tefachim tall. Lo nechleku, where the machlokas is, is el b'gavoyud. So you have this entranceway, and the entranceway is ten tefachim tall. Beis beragla gimel, and for the first three tefachim of its height, there are four tefachim width. Ve'ein berochba dalid. Ve'yesh ba'lochuk la'shlim la'arba. But what happens is, is that before the entranceway gets to ten tefachim tall, it already starts arching, which means that already within 10 tfachim, there is less than 4 tfachim width. Right? So you have, so for the first 3 tfachim of the, of the opening in the wall, there is a width of 4 tfachim. But already after 3 tfachim, it starts, the arch begins and it starts becoming less than 4 tfachim width. Now the t- the total, like the let's say like the po- the peak of the arch, is ten tefachim off the ground. So now the question is, if we can treat it as with as if we can like you know imaginarily remove the you know make like a ninety degree angle at the top of the arch, and if we can basically cut away at the arch and view it as if it's just an opening like a ninety degree angle opening, well then you'll have ten tefachim, right? So Rav Meir says you can basically like etch away the arch and view it as if it's a 90 degree doorway and then you have 10 tfachim and you would put up a mezuzah. say no, you don't cut away in order to like complete the, 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 the dimensions and therefore, practically speaking, you don't have a 10 tfachim wall and therefore you don't put up a mezuzah. Got it? And you don't have 10 tfachim with 4 tfachim with Okay, uh, now we could probably forget about Erevin for a while again. Taner Rabbanan, the rabbi is taught, shutfin. If you have a synagogue or a house that is owned by a, a woman or a house that is owned by partners, you have to put up a, a mezuzah. Pshita, this is obvious. Why wouldn't you put up a mezuzah in these cases? Well, Maudutema, I may have thought to say, the puzzle says your house, not her house, your house and not their house, like partners. Kamash Malon. So therefore, we're, we're, we're saying, no, don't say that. Rather, everybody puts up a mezuzah.
But one second, why don't I say, wait, that's actually a good point. The puzzle says, So you have a long life. What? You know, men require a long life. Women don't require a long life. Everybody wants to have a long life. And therefore, everyone puts up a mezuzah. Ela Well then, okay, that's great. Fine, I'm down with that. But then how come it says Beisecha, which can like, you know, let us think that maybe uh, there's things to learn out from it. So Kedurava, yeah, we learn out like Rava says, Rava says, Rava derech bi'asra. It's like the way that you come in, right? How do I know where to put the mezuzah? And when a person goes in, he, he goes in with his right foot first. So therefore, you basically, you put it on the right side of, of the doorway, when you're coming into the house, as opposed to when you're coming out of the house. All right. Fine. We learn in another place, a synagogue, a shutvin, and a place of a house that's owned by partners, isha, and a house that's owned by a woman. They can They can get saras on them. It's obvious. Why shouldn't they be able to get saras? That 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 when the co- the coin will come to the house who belongs to him. Lo habayis, lo v'lola. I might think his house, not her house. Lo v'lola hen, his house, and not their house. Kamash malon. Therefore, it's saying that no, even the house of a woman, even the house of a of a of a of a partner, of partners uh, can get saras. Maybe I'll say, wait, no, maybe that's a good point. Lo and not la, lo and not la hen. So Amar Kral, the puzzle says, No, but it says that if there's Tsaras and when you get to your the the your house in the land that you inherited, so that applies to anybody, you know, to any of these people. Ella lo then why does it say lo to him? Mishmiyachid beso lo. So this is super interesting. You ready for this? Uvasher lo habayis. Right? It says that that you'll come to the one who says it's his, meaning somebody who says this is my house. Nobody allows. Nobody else is allowed in. These are my things. Nobody else is allowed to use them. A fellow like that gets tsaras. He's going to go right. Says the Kohen is going to come to Asher Loabayis to the person who says that this is my house. Everybody get out. That's the one who's the Kohen is going to go to to check to see if there's tsaras in his house. Mishmiyachid beisalo. Somebody who says that this is my house, who makes his house specific for himself. Shenurotzel Asher Kalev. He doesn't want to lend out his his, his property, his things. And he says, I don't have any. What you want to borrow epis? I don't have epis. Hakadosh Baruch Hu mefarsimo the Ebushter you know, kind of puts them all out in the open, so when he's got to take everything out of his house, right, to, when he's got to clear out his house because there's saras on it, and, you know, it's clear that he was saying, oh, I don't have this and that, he's just being a nudnik. To the exclusion of somebody who does share with other people, then the Ebishter has no reason to, to put saras in his house. Wait a second, can a synagogue really get Saras, we learn in the Is it possible that a synagogue or a study hall can get saras? Right, the coin will go to the one who has the house to him. It has to be specific for him. To the exclusion of a synagogue or a study hall that isn't specific to any particular person. It's no, it's no question. It depends. It's the Tanis, we learn in the Baisa, Beis Haknesses, Sheesh, but Beis Dira Lechazen, Haknesses. 
that if you have a synagogue that has a living space for the beetle of the of the synagogue, so then you have to put up a mezuzah. And if it doesn't have a uh, a living space for for the person who works there, so then Reb Meir mechayiv chacham potum. Reb Meir says it's chayiv mezuzah. The chacham says it's potum from mezuzah. So just like Reb Meir says that 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 the a stam a synagogue without a living space in it is chayiv mezuzah, so we'll also say they can get saras. And the chacham would say that just like the synagogue, you don't put up mezuzah, so you also it wouldn't get saras. Vibai same, or you could say avarabon. You could say ataka both. The, you know, right, right, retake. Both of them are the rabbis. Kilo, when we say that a, that a synagogue can get saras and when a synagogue cannot get saras, it's both the opinion of the rabbis. Vilokash, it's no problem. Hadi isba bezdira, the isba bezdira. It depends if it has a, a living space in it, right? Just like the rabbis say that you know, if there is a living space in the in the in the synagogue, so everyone agrees that you put up a mezuzah. So if there's a living space, then they would also agree that it can get saras. But if there's no living space, then then they would say that right that it doesn't get saras. If you want to say, they're both talking about even when they doesn't have a living space, so then how can it get saras? It depends if it's in a city. In a city, it's a big a big city, as a big synagogue that isn't owned by any particular person, so then it wouldn't get saras. But in like a smaller uh, village or neighborhood where there's a, the, there's a synagogue that's like owned by the people, so then, so then, um, so then, so then, um, so then it can get Right, as Rashi says, the chvarim in, in villages called Bailev Nikarim. Everyone knows the owners, Vareu Kibes Ashutfin, and it's like it's like a, a house that's owned by partners. And as we said earlier, that that can get saras. All right, very interesting. Chaver, that was Daf Yudalev Masechta Yoma. What did we learn about in Daf Yudalev? So we um, at the beginning we had an interesting uh, discussion about uh, mezuzah in in um, the entrances to cities. Abai was asking of Safra, how come the city of Mechoza doesn't have a mezuzah at its entrance? Um, and ultimately, Abai said, because we have to be concerned about uh, danger. Maybe the, the king is going to get uh, freaked out about like what these random scrolls on the city um, uh, entranceway, which then actually invoked the question about Shluche Mitzvah Einan Nizokin. Rabbi Lazar says that the um, people doing a mitzvah don't get damaged. Um, but that you know, if it's in a place where where there is inherently going to be danger, well, then you might get damaged, uh, which is why uh, Abai says that they're not going to put up the mezuzah uh, publicly at the gate to Mechoza. Then we discussed the machlokas between um, uh, Rav Yehuda and Rav Kahana about putting up a mezuzah in kind of like storage areas. Rav Yehuda's opinion was that by default, st- right, right, storage areas are not chayv in a mezuzah. If, like you have, for example, women put on their jewelry there, you make it into a living space, so then there's about if it's going to be a chayv mezuzah or not. Says Rav Kahana that actually no, the default status of a, a storage area is that it would be chayv in a, it is, is that it's machlokas whether or not it's chayv in a mezuzah, but if it's a place where like women put on their jewelry there, i.e. it's like a living space, then everyone would agree that it would be chayv in a mezuzah. Uh, we got into that uh, discuss- the machlokas between the Chachamim and Reb Meir about a mezuzah on an archway that we saw in Masech Erevin that basically the machlokas is if there's four if it's four tfachim wide for a height of three tfachim but then it becomes less than tfachim wide over the remaining seven tfachim or more um, so then do we treat it like Chokakin Lahashman that we etch away the uh, uh, outside parts of the, you know, we etch away the arch to make it like a 90 degree angle. And Reb Meir says yes, so therefore it's Chayv Mezuzah. The Rabbanans say no, therefore it's Patun Mezuzah. And then we learned about Mezuzah in different places like um, 
a house owned by partners or a synagogue or a house owned by women. There was obviously to say that in these cases, maybe they wouldn't be chayv mezuzah, but, but, but we say that they are chayv mezuzah. Chayv, I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. Peace out.